hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hon. Welcome to this episode of From Huns to Humans, brought to you by ThriveMind. Whether you're at a crossroads with your career, wanting to scale your side hustle, or want to start a new business, there are places down the road to change where you might feel stuck and need the experienced help of someone who has been there. Enter ThriveMind. ThriveMind is both a boutique marketing company for your small business, and most importantly, a coach and advocate to help you get your small business off the ground effectively and sustainably. Allie Heatherly, former Avon Hun and anti-MLM advocate, is the principal of ThriveMind and has 10 years of experience in business operations and can give you the tools to reach your goals. Visit thrivemindllc.com today to schedule your free no-commitment call to help jumpstart your side hustle business or career change today. That's thrivemindllc.com to make the big change today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special FTC edition episode of From Huns to Humans. Um, If you are listening to this at, what is it, two o'clock in the morning, I applaud you. Um, If not, good morning wherever you are, or good evening if you're just catching it later. Um, So this episode is being released as part of the FTC Comment Palooza series that a bunch of us are doing um, to raise awareness for a last final push of submitting your comments to the FTC um, about income claims and income disclosures and Um, If you feel like there should be a waiting period um, before you submit your comments and all this stuff. So I'm going to go a little bit into all of this, and then I will introduce our guest for the episode. Um, So if you have not submitted your comment yet, what you're going to do is you're going to go to www.mlmchange.org, and Michelle Carpenter have handle Fallible Spoonie, um, has worked really, really hard to put so many resources together that um, a bunch of people in the anti-MLM space have come up with. Um, There is a comment crafter, so like if you're not sure how to write your comment or how to structure your comment, there's a tool in there that will help you to create a really nice comment, Um, and it's all organized for you, and it, it just is amazing. She is just simply fabulous. And Michelle, I know that you are listening to this probably at two o'clock in the morning because that's the type of person you are. Um, So good job. You are amazing. Everyone go follow Michelle and subscribe to her YouTube channel. Um, (laughs) Anyways, um, so yeah, you're going to go to mlmchange.org. If you already know what you want to write for your comment, you're going to scroll about halfway down the page until you get to the part that says submit your comment to the FTC. At the top of the page, I believe it's a um, green thing and it says, um, like you've got the FTC website and there's like a little green box and it says submit your comment to the FTC. It's gonna bring you to a page. Oh, and right there, it's gonna tell you how many comments there are currently. Right now there's over a thousand. So we're really hoping to get over 2000, if that is possible. Um, yeah, so you're going to hit that, then it's going to bring you up to just like a 
blank square text box, just type away your comment. If you want to, you can attach um, screenshots, you can attach videos. If you have a lot of evidence of um, income statements that are not good, you can submit a whole Google Drive. Um, there are so many example comments that you can look at if you are confused. Um, and like I said, F uh, not FTC, MLMchange.org has a lot of ways to help you create your comment. And um, don't overthink it because I know that a lot of us are like, I want it to be perfect. I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. Don't get in your own way. Please just submit your comment because we would rather have a comment that's not perfect, but like has some information in it and helps let the FTC know what's going on, then no comment at all. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, we really appreciate you and um, let's get to 2000 and let's hope that the next thousand of them are not from Amway. Um, and also guys, um, don't be fooled either. There aren't that many comments in there from MLM, pro MLM people. Um, they are doing stuff on the back end. Like they, they, they have money and they have power and they are not doing the things that we are doing. So um, make sure that your voice gets heard and don't let their silence in this uh, comment section fool you. They are doing other stuff. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm very excited because um, so many people tell me how much they love the Plexi Bestie episodes. Um, and they are also one of my personal favorites because I get to talk to my friend, Emma, and she is just absolutely fabulous. And we are here today to just kind of talk about MLM stuff. <laughs> Hello. Hey, everybody. I am really excited to be back. Um, yeah, I've been on here two times so far. I think it was, it was way in the beginning, like six and seven. Yeah. I think the episodes yeah. we went and, uh, Yesterday, we just dropped 62. <laughs> oh my god I'm so freaking proud of you holy cow I know right um, yeah I I won't get too much into my story today because there's literally two whole episodes on my experience in MLMs in a general sense and then have that pipeline into another cult um so if you want to hear that you can go back and listen to those if yeah. you haven't already and uh, before we get started too I just want to congratulate you publicly for starting your own legit business oh, like you're such you. a badass and I wish that I lived near you so that I could go to your business all of the time oh, thank you thank you so much it's been uh it's been a whirlwind and it's been a really nice dose of reality to like what actually starting a business is. Um, and it's, it's funny, oftentimes certain thoughts will come up that we're actually going to talk about today as far as like what they scare you with, like what investments in a business actually looks like. And then what that actually looks like, um, what I've invested in my business versus what I made in my first week is like... <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, now, we'll get to that in income claims a little bit later, but um, no, actually, I would love to talk about this now because yeah. we're both actually business owners yeah. um, and I, we both have very different businesses. So maybe yeah. we could like talk a little bit about yeah, that. Sure. Um, and, and like, I don't know, like, feel free to give as much or as little information yeah. about your business because I know <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, no, you're fine. But um. Yeah, so like my business, so I own a private practice and um, that's very different because I am the product of this business. And um, so my startup co costs include like costs of my licensure, costs of the LLC, costs of like getting a biller, um, software, things like that. Mm -hmm. If I needed to buy a desk or furniture or whatever, that would all cost money. Um, also like my electronic record, things like that are mm -hmm. more of my upfront up cost. And like, I'm really, I, I'm unsure exactly how much everything was altogether, but I think my startup costs were probably somewhere around $2,000. 
Yeah, so mine were a little bit more, but just because I have so much physical product that I have to have. So I'm if I uh, own a nail salon now, um, I own a nail salon and I also own a crystal shop and I also make art with those crystals. So I had a little bit of a bigger investment just because I do have some retail in my shop. I also have like all the polishes and all the different brands and I had to buy my pedicure station. I had to buy my manicure station and the lights and the towels and so there's a lot more like physical product, but it's a lot of it's just like a one-time purchase. Nice. Um, so yeah, I I did end up going and getting a loan because I didn't want to stress my personal bank account too much. So that was like a big girl thing to do is to like go get my first loan. And <laughs> nice. um, so I took out a $5,000 loan. Um, I did end up kind of underestimating how much I was going to need. Um, so I used a little bit of my own, but but honestly, not not much. I'd say about probably six thousand total um, to get started. And some of the numbers I would hear thrown around when I was in business: oh, it costs twenty to thirty thousand dollars to start your own business. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess depending on what business you're in. But also, those businesses—if you're investing twenty to thirty thousand dollars in a business—you're going to like. I I mean, I made at least a sixth of that back just in a week in three, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that in like a braggy way. I'm just trying to say like the return on your own investment, when you're in control of your prices, when you're in control of the profit margin, when you're in control of literally everything is the ROI is insane. I remember trying to like make posts when I was in limelight, um, of like, oh, like I paid X amount for my starter kit and I've made a $4,000 ROI. And it was like three years later, (laughs) (laughs) 4,000%, like something stupid like that. But it would literally have like taken me three years. And like in a week, I I'll be able to pay off my loan in like a month or two. And, but I'm not going to, I'm going to wait and pay it off slowly to help build my credit. Um, because that's a smart business move that people make when you're actually educated on things like not screwing up your credit to get into business and building your credit and building trust with a bank. Um, So yeah, just different. I have a whiny pup. So sorry if you hear her um, whining in the background, but it's, it's been so amazing just to see the outpouring of support too, when it's something like for me, it's a local business that the people I know and care about can come to and support one-on-one. Tara, come here. (laughs) (laughs) we can't let her upstairs because we have um some i just can't she's got to stay in the room with me right now so um we might have a little bit of whining going on in the background it's been it's been amazing um i can't say how grateful i am for the outpouring of support and to be able to see a return on investment was just the valid like so quickly the the validation that i needed because even two years, two and a half, almost three years later after leaving, no, I left in 20, I started to leave in 2020. It wasn't until last year. So I've been out for almost two years. Um, I'm still unlearning all these things that they indoctrinated into my brain about what it's actually like to own your own business. What um, going back to a nine to five job, uh, all these things that they told me were like the enemy uh, we talked about the mental health and medicine side of that in my last podcast and the last episode I did with you yeah. um, unlearning all those things that they taught me. Uh, th- and this was one of them and it was so rewarding. I'm just really, really happy. <laughs> right. And actually that's a really good like segue into what we had talked about talking about today, which is like, there are so many things that we learned and like got the ick from, from MLM life. And now it's like, is that a, is that okay? Like, I don't know if it's okay anymore. And honestly, I've been dying to have this conversation with someone because I'm currently struggling with this. Yeah. Like, um, for example, self-help books. Mm. Like I really enjoyed reading some of those and some of them made me feel really good. I'm not, obviously they do have toxic positivity in them and you know it all depends on the book and it all depends on like what the meaning behind the book is and what you get from the book and blah 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 right but at the end of the day I enjoyed some of those and some of them do help and here's the thing about toxic positivity is yeah it's very real but it depends on the context 
Right. So sometimes positivity is a good, like, yes, there are certain times where you should not be ignoring current mm-hmm. uh, events in your life or whatever it may be. Yeah. But sometimes it is beneficial to hold an optimistic outlook on things, even just for your mental health to get you through to the next step, the next logical step. And when you have that discernment to be able to step back and almost view it from like the outside of like, okay, yes, the situation's happening. Let's not pretend it's not happening, which is what they tell you to do in MLM. You put your your blinders on and you only, um, so if you can step back and, and not do that, but then also have, uh, you and I talked about it earlier, doing affirmations. That's a positive thing. They would tell you to do your affirmations and you're going to attract all this stuff. And yes, I think that setting goals and, and speaking them into existence every day. And when I say speaking into existence, I just mean keeping a positive mindset about them um, is a really good thing. I think those are awesome things that got so tainted by the filter of MLM. And so that's why I say it's it, the context of it is so important. And yes, out in the regular day world, there is toxic positivity. There's toxic motivation. I don't agree with all aspects, but I really think there's some, some books that I read that were not intended to be read or not read by someone in an MLM, but because you're in an MLM, you're reading it through a certain filter. Right. And so this positive message becomes toxic positivity. Right. Because you're basically manipulating the words to fit your current circumstance. Right. Um, and I think that can happen in and out of MLMs. But um, so, yeah, there's definitely flat out toxic positivity out there. There's people that there's certain inspirational people who I sh- will not name that I think are just toxic and gross. Yeah. But then there's just normal positive thinking that right. gets such a bad rep because in an MLM, that's what they tell you to do. But that's like actual practice that people use outside of MLM. Right. And so like there's one in particular, I'm not going to say the author's name, but I, everyone will know who I'm talking about. And actually <laughs> somebody made a post about this in the anti-MLM uh, movement recently, the 54321 blast off uh most of you know who what I'm talking about um so the original intent if I remember correctly was that she wanted to be able to get out of bed in the morning and that she was really depressed and couldn't get herself out and like honestly I've used that tactic before like I you know I think that we're all have been guilty of not wanting to leave our beds in the morning it's cold you don't want to leave the snuggly blankets it means that you have to get like go and do your responsibilities like sometimes life is just hard and you don't want to leave the safety of your bed and I have used like that method to get myself to just go like stop overthinking it and just go and it, it really works for me. And I don't think that it's toxic. No, it's an actual, it's an actual method. So I'll just a brief little trigger warning here about um, eating disorders, but I have been in an eating disorder recovery program for the last six months. And I chose a um, CBT, which is a, just a different form of therapy, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's a method that they use. Mm-hmm to either overcome like an eating disorder thought or an OCD thought. I've been working with them with both of those. And that's a method that we use. Like five, four, three, two, one, just do it, just go. Yeah. And so it's literally something that professionals are using. It's been used in my personal therapy um, journey of overcoming my eating disorder thoughts. Um, And so I, I agree completely. We got told to use that as a method of getting up early in the morning to work before you work. Right. Like we exactly. were encouraged in Plexus. If I'm recalling, that's where you read it as well. We got recommended in the big group um, and we all went and bought the book and we read the, the book and we did the things and we got up early and yeah, we were really working it in the pockets of our day. It's not a pocket when you're creating more pockets. <laughs> pockets, are, pockets already exist. <laughs> well, unless, unless it's women's jeans. Yeah. <laughs> We were both on the same wavelength there. I love that. I love that. Um, So yeah, I I agree completely. There's, that's a great example of, of a method or a teaching or a motivational. That's a great thing to do, especially if you're someone who I'm a little indecisive or 
Um, I don't want to use the word lazy, but I really like my bed in the morning. And But if I have stuff I have to do, it's five, four, three, two, one, get up, go. Yeah. And sometimes I don't, and that's okay too. And I'm, I'm here to honor that. And that's where the like toxic messaging comes in because if you don't get up and do it, that's the difference. Are you going to sit here and judge yourself and think that you're a failure and that you're not doing enough and you're not putting in enough time and you're not serious enough about whatever it is that you're doing, insert here, your MLM business, whatever. Um, or is it, hey, my body needs a little extra rest today. I've worked really hard the last couple of days and I'm just going to stay in bed a little bit longer because I can today and I'm going to honor my body and that's what we're doing today. Yeah. It's the emotional manipulation that comes with the motivation. The motivation in its own is not bad. Um, positivity in its own is not bad. It's the manipulation that comes with it. Um, and I spoke to you a little bit earlier. I won't go, we could probably do a whole episode on, on faith manipulation, but uh, my spirituality tends to be in alignment with maybe some more pagan views. I don't like fully commit to one thing or another, but affirmations, law of attraction, like that type of stuff. I I'm there, like call me woo woo, whatever. But like, that's always been something that I believed in. And it's always worked out for me, whether it's the placebo effect or not, like it always ends up working out for me. So I'm going to keep, you know, maybe I trust in the universe. Some people trust in God. I meditate. Some people pray. I do affirmations. It's to me, it's just different words for whatever's working for you at your core and no judgment for whatever, how, whatever anyone's doing. But for me, that was also a, a type of faith manipulation. Because my team leaders brought me in to do trainings because they knew that's how I was raised. Right. They knew I was raised. My mom was into all of that stuff. And so it was also a sense of faith manipulation. So there's the, there's just all of it's manipulation. I mean, it's, it's so across so many, so many different um, genres, not even the right, the right word, but um, so many different aspects that are manipulated that aren't actually bad things on their own. <laughs> right. Uh, it's and, just the one you're seeing it through. Right. So also another thing is power hours. Like mm. the phrasing <laughs> alone gives me the ick. Um, <laughs> but like what that is, is that is body doubling. Like everyone oh. getting together and um you know doing work together, that's body doubling and it helps you be accountable. And that's not a bad thing. That is a skill that I teach my clients regularly. That is mm. something that I do on my lives. Like people will see me jump on my lives and I'll say, hey, will you body double with me while I fold my clothes or whatever? Mm. Um it's a legit thing that especially people with ADHD like really yes. should be utilizing if they struggle with getting that was the only time I ever got my work done. <laughs> Actually, when I was in Arbonne, I, um, there were a few mornings cause I was so consumed with Arbonne mm. that I was getting further and further behind on like my actual work. So I would, yeah. there were mornings that I would jump on their power hour and I was doing my real work because oh I was like, God. I'm so behind. I just need to sit here with people and do my work. Do it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a great, really great example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Are there, oh, the other thing I had said to you was protein shakes. Yes. Like, but we can talk about even like physical things. Like I have personally been very burnt out from protein shakes after I ended Arbonne. I did like use, um, some protein powder for a while. Um, most of you probably know my husband's a personal trainer. He loves protein powder. He loves being able to get an extra serving of protein in, um, <laughs> good for him. That's fine. He uses protein powder appropriately, like not a big deal. He still eats food. Um, Using protein powder appropriately. The fact that that sentence even has to be said. <laughs> I Well, you know, cause they I teach know. you to use it as a meal replacement and that's, totally. and like, you know, I think that using it as a meal pre- replacement or supplement is you know, if you're a busy person and you're like, you know what, let me, let me throw a banana in here and throw a handful of spinach in here. And then I have my protein. That's a balanced meal. That's better than doing nothing. It's better than skipping or not eating, but you plan your day around that entirely is where it goes over. Or you're replacing all of your meals. Yes. And like, you know, maybe occasionally, maybe like, you know, there's this day where it's just like, I'm so busy. I'm going to have one for breakfast and for lunch, just because I do not have time. 
to sit down and eat. Yeah. I need to be on my computer. I need to be on these meetings and I can drink this while I'm on my meeting without it being a big deal. Right. That's totally fine if that's what you're doing. If you are doing that every single day, that's, you should talk to someone about that. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> it's not only like body-wise unhealthy, but mindset unhealthy. And I just, right. I remember even in Plexus being, you know, called to, not called to, but it had been suggested to me just, I mean, that's where so many of my disordered eating thoughts came from. Um, There's certainly other traumas in my life that have led to it, but that's where I really learned what society thinks you should and should not be doing and eating and consuming. And which is funny because they're, they claim to be like going against societal norms that are against diet culture, but they're really perpetuating it. So there's a little like, (laughs) LOL there. (laughs) That you cannot be, I personally believe in my opinion that, um, there is no diet from an MLM that is not diet culture. Yeah. No, because it's not about listening to your body. It's not about doing what's right for you. It's about sales. It's about you consuming more product. And it's about you changing who you are, not being comfortable with who you are. Exactly. (laughs) Mic drop. That's it. End of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for playing. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting to look back and reflect on the last couple of years and just seeing all the different ways that I've had to unlearn, especially in the last six months in my, in my recovery. Um, it's so much of it points back to that. And even in doing that, I cringe because I'm like, nope, it has something to do with you. It's like, that's the easy way out is to blame it on something else. This is obviously something you've done. It's like, no, it's not like, not everything is your freaking fault, Emma. Like, I would, I would find myself talking to my therapist being like, well, yeah, there was these times in Plexus, like a lot of them are like the crunchy crowd. And here's the other thing too. It's not a bad thing to eat healthy and to be cautious about, you know, maybe wanting to eat more organic, but don't, it goes just one such far extremes. And that's where I gave myself panic attacks in the grocery stores and I'd walk out with nothing because I was obsessed with reading labels. Right. I think don't buy anything if you can't read the ingredients. Like, I think that the problem becomes when it's your personality. mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's a perfect way of describing it. Yeah. Like, if you mm -hmm. uh, go to a party and you're like, well, I can't eat that because of the, like, I mean, obviously food allergies and things like that excluded. Like you need to do the things that take care of your body. Oh, did that come out of a package? Or did you buy it at Whole Foods? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Nothing against Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you can afford to go to Whole Foods, good for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's been a really interesting journey to unlearn all of this. And I'm still, still doing it every day. There's things that pop up that I'm like, oh shit, that's not, And there's one thing I've learned in my, in my, not one thing. One of the things I've learned in my recovery is separating my eating disorder thoughts from like my real, from reality, from my real brain. Um, Yeah. (laughs) A reality checking is what they call it. And how often that comes up in my day-to-day life of reality checking. Is this an Emma thought? Is this reality? Or is this the multi-level marketing, the crunchy crowd, the diet crowd, the makeup crowd? Is this stuff? is this somebody else's thought or is this mine? Right. Is this something that I actually believe or is this something that I was told so many times by somebody that I trusted that I believed that it was true without doing my own research? And again, if you listen to episode six and seven, you saw how downhill that went quick. Yeah. (laughs) How quickly that went downhill. It was, yeah. Yeah. From one cult to another. (laughs) And, and like, that's, I mean, also that, also that, like, you know, like, and I think, you know, I would love to hear a sounds like a cult episode. Um, I don't know if you listen to that. Do you? No, no, I haven't. You need to. It's so good. Okay. Um, but like, it sounds like a cult episode where they cover like crunchy mom or crunchy people. Yep. Um, like the crunchy culture, crunchy culture. Crunchy I like culture. that. Hashtag crunchy culture. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, no, I'll like, definitely add that. You know? 
I, I feel like you get pushed so niched in and it like becomes your life. It becomes your personality. And that's when, you know, we're starting to see, um, you know, problematic and disordered eating thoughts. They had, they had gotten me to the point of being so obsessed with everything being natural that I considered giving James an ultimatum if he didn't start also doing it because I didn't want any toxins or chemicals to be passed on to our kids. And I was going to give him an ultimatum that if he didn't start doing it, that we were going to go our separate ways because I refused to pass any. I mean, of course I want what's best for my kids. You know, like, I don't want to like, here's a shot of toxins. Like yeah. not a shot, not, I'm not talking vaccines, yeah, I'm no. just like, <laughs> but like, it's okay to eat food. but they had you know had me so convinced that like and they knew that everything I was doing I was doing for my future family that was another thing another piece of manipulation there um I was doing it so I'd have the time freedom when I had kids I was doing it so I was healthy when I had kids I was doing it right for my future family but even what you said like I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole but part of that crunchy culture is actually vaccines it yes uh, it is and that's what I was that's what I was trying to avoid going down down that rabbit hole because and we won't go too far we won't go too far but it does happen like you know you get so sucked in to that cult culture Mm -hmm. of everything is bad Mm -hmm. and everything it's exhausting to not trust anything it is it's so exhausting and like here's the other thing too coming back to kind of some of my spiritual beliefs of just for my for me personally like everything works out how it's meant to and yes we have control over decisions here in this lifetime however things are going to play out how they're going to play out and in the grand scheme of things I really don't have that much control it's up to God it's up to the universe it's up to whatever my higher power or how higher power you believe in mm-hmm. that we're here to have the experiences that we're meant to have and that's not to wish ill on anybody um but if I do believe in my faith as much as I believe in it then there's some amount of power that I need to give up to fate to my faith to my spirituality and know that I can't control everything. Right. And that uh, when I came to that conclusion is when I finally went to get on medications because I was convinced that medications were going to kill me. Yep. I was convinced that they were going to shorten my lifespan. I was convinced and I'm living a happier life now. And I can't believe that whatever higher power it is that you believe in wants you to live a miserable life just so you don't put toxins in your body. Right? Remember when we were both trying to get off of all of our medications when we were on Plexus? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like, that's another example of something that MLM taught us not to trust, not to believe in, and is actually, medication isn't for everyone, you know, whatever, Um, you know, you're allergic to it, or you have a bad reaction or whatever. I mean, I'm specifically talking about mental health medications, please Mm -hmm. take your like heart medication or right cholesterol medication (laughs) (laughs) please take those I mean like take your mental health medication please just take your medication if as prescribed (laughs) (laughs) I love talking to you (laughs) I know I always feel like I actually meant to like put like a little disclaimer at the beginning like if you want something that's like on focus and like on track, this is not, if you want the episode where you're going to sit down and feel like you're just like sitting in a room of friends, like having a conversation, that's what this is because that's what this is. So yeah. like, sorry if that's not the episode you came for, but if it is, then welcome. Like, I love yeah. you. Thanks for joining. <laughs> well, I feel like that's the way all of our episodes have flowed, except for yeah. the second one. The Q&A because- one was definitely a little bit more but I had so much to go through. I literally had like a, (laughs) yeah, I was like, I'm not going to (laughs) talk. You literally said that before you were like, I'm not, I'm going to unmute. I'm not only, I'm not going to unmute myself this time. I'm just going to save all my questions to the end. (laughs) I love Uh, it. (laughs) Can you think of any other things that we can go through for, um, like the, the programming for our MLM life? Oh, uh, no. I was going to say the daily methods of success, but I'm like, no, that's purely MLM garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think there's some examples that might be mixed in with some of the double speak stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So I, I feel like that'll that. kind of kick up 
um, maybe a little bit more conversation there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have, I have a list that I've compiled over the last like year and a half, um, two years of my exodus from, <laughs> from the cults. Um, so yeah, I, I have a list of some things. Every, anytime I heard something on a YouTube channel or a podcast, I'd kind of jot down my personal experience with it. So some of this probably sounds um, familiar, but I wanted to kind of compile it all in one place right before all the FTC comments are being um, submitted because some of these are really great examples of what you're told in the beginning and the reality of what it is. And these are the things that need to be made public information before you join a company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unless you have anything else, I'm happy just to kind of dive in with the first one. Dive in. Yeah. Um, okay. So again, these are just some examples of what you're likely told when you joined versus what you were told when you came to them for help when things weren't working. <laughs> um, so the first one is a full-time income, working part-time hours. Um, but then when you're not finding success, it's because you aren't dedicating enough time to this and you need to put in more time. Um, so again, joining on the premise of work this in the pockets of your day. This is full-time income on part-time work. But then when you're not finding success like 97 98 of the rest of the company it's because you're not putting in enough time but you told me I could make money part-time in the pockets of my day and I can make a full-time income right exactly when in reality you would be much better picking up a shift at McDonald's bingo I told you about when I did my profit loss right <laughs> I don't think you did. Or if you did, I don't remember. Dude, it came out to like $2 and 15 cents an hour. And that was with me being conservative conservative with the numbers and saying I only worked 20 hours a week. $2 and 15 cents an hour. You definitely worked more than 20 hours. I know. You definitely did. I was in I know, like chat. closer to 30 to 40, 30, 35 anyway. Yeah. Um, so along that lines is it fits into the pockets of your day. Um, but then when you come to them and they say, well, maybe you should dedicate more time, add this task, do this, you know, make this post, always be available for your team and for your customers, do the personal development, be on all of these calls, um, be on your phone. And these are actually examples that I was given, um, when I was saying, well, you know, I have to like take my dog to the dog park, or I was told be on the phone at your dog, at, on your phone at the dog park, um, network at the dog park network in Walmart at the grocery store. Um, I was told to uh, network on vacation to always bring samples on vacation because people are going to want to get their weight back. I guess Plexus was, you know, talking to people about the pink drink because when they get back from vacation and they've gained weight, they're going to want to lose it again because everyone gains a little weight on vacation. Um, and then I was literally told to, and I, this was when I was working um, at the salon I used to work at. Uh, I was told to work on the toilet on my break and that <laughs> I was, yeah I was they literally told us to post about poop while we're pooping <laughs> yeah because it's all about the bowel movements and plexus <laughs> yeah and you know this is like such a, a deviation of what we were talking about but I'm gonna talk about it anyway yeah go for it um but like all of the, remember all of the um, side effects that you would get when you first started Plexus, <laughs> you know, that yep. those are all the same side effects of not like fueling your body appropriately. Um, no, Danielle, it's candida die off. It's leaky gut syndrome. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Candida I die off are words that I never want to hear again in my life. <laughs> I know. And the fact that like the company did, does like a, what was it? It was a 30 or six, I think Plexus did a 60 day money back guarantee, mm -hmm. but they said it can take up to six months for your gut to regulate itself. So why wouldn't they make their return policy the same length as what they're teaching people, how long it takes. So if you only have 60 days to return your products, but it takes three months to start seeing results and six months for the gut lining to completely rebalance itself why wouldn't the return policy be that three or that six month mark? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the next one I have is the product sells itself. This is super easy. And oh. then when you come to them for help, uh, the product doesn't sell itself, but now it's your fault because you're not dedicating enough time or personal development. Um, if you just learned how to connect with people, tell better stories, 
uh, fix your elevator pitch, understand human conditioning, AKA how to manipulate, be more vulnerable with people, do more lives and host more parties, <laughs> then the product would sell itself. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, and none yeah. of that is you selling it, obviously. Exactly, yeah, no, no, none of it, none of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, again, it just goes into that, the time manipulation and telling you that it can be pockets of your day and that it's going to sell itself and that it's so easy trying to build this dream of, well, it's just to get you in. It's just to get you roped in. And then once you're in and you believe in the dream, you'll do anything it takes because it, they'll tell you, well, if you could do, if you would were to do anything, if you were to do anything that it took to get you to whatever your goal is, retiring by 26 was my goal or something like that, something stupid. Um, <laughs> if you had to work every day for the next five years so that you could retire before you're 30, wouldn't that be worth it? At what cost? What, what's the cost? What are you willing to do to get there? Right. Um, time freedom is amazing. I can work from anywhere. I finally get to be with my family now. Um, when in reality, it's actually work from everywhere. Take no time off. Expected to make connections and recruit everywhere you go, i.e. the vacations again. Uh, everyone, oh, here's, hmm, this is one that took me a really long time that I, everyone is a potential. You don't oh. want to miss out on your ticket to the top because you were on a break. You were only ever one rock star away from being going straight to the top. Yep. Yep. And then, and then when you were doing well, they would always call you rock stars. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was yep. always called a rock star because I would always hit all of the like bonuses and mm-hmm. like all of the stupid, like I got the watch, I got the whatever's, you know, I found that watch when I cleaned up my drawer the other day and I chucked it in the trash with so much delight <laughs> so much delight. <laughs> yeah um, I, don't, I yeah. don't think mine exists anymore either if it does that would be interesting <laughs> um let's see. oh but I found my video of me unboxing my watch the other day oh no I, I found my old training video the welcome to my team video Oh no. Oh no. Is right. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, okay, so another one is uh uh this is for everyone. There's so many different diverse people here. There's mothers, there's nurses, um, aka it doesn't matter what you're going through because somebody else has it worse than you, basically. Right. Um, and they'll give you examples of moms of three single moms of three who um had their husband died in a traumatic event and they're left to be on their own in a traumatic way and they make this work so right don't have kids what's your excuse or the person that like started this business working out of their car like being homeless and now they have a mansion like yep just like (sighs) yep and it's always look at so-and-so and their conditions are worse than yours and she's making it work. So that's not a valid excuse. It's obviously that it's obvious that you were choosing not to dedicate yourself to this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, I have a few other just kind of random ones, but that's just a kind of a few to speak of. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily considered double speak, but it's something that it was one of like the really big, I was actually watching uh, one of Chelsea's videos Um, back before I even left this was kind of that in-between stage um, Mm -hmm. of me not wanting to do it anymore but not being like against MLM it was like oh I'll just release my team and I'll still keep my account so people can order from me Um, until I watched her video on income disclosure statements Um, and one of the biggest things that I don't even I don't even know there was something that she spoke to fully but when she talked about the percentages that they show on the income disclosure statements. Um, So for example, you hit a rank and your upline makes a stupid little graphic and it says, Emma just ranked to gold or senior gold or whatever the hell rank I got to. Um, And she is in the elite top 3% of this company. Okay. So that makes you feel really special when you're in, right? Like I achieved this incredible top 3% of the company. That's amazing. Go me. And they'll say, if you are even been thinking about joining, this is the person you want to get on the bandwagon with. 
She's going straight to the top. She's already there. But when you actually look at those numbers realistically, yeah, gold is only the third rank in the company. Right. So the fact that that's the top 3%. <laughs> yeah. 97% of people are in the first two ranks. <laughs> yep. That's not promising. No, no, it's um, not. So it's not necessarily double speak, but it's just the way that they condition you. Um, same thing with, I didn't learn what a pyramid scheme was until I was in. So in, once I actually learned what it was when I was out, was very different from the filtered view that they tell you it is when you're in. It's like, oh, we're not a pyramid scheme because we sell actual tangible products. Right. That's always their thing. And it's, the ML, it's the MLM filter of like, completely and you'll see it in any cult they'll completely redefine words they'll redefine um concepts and once you're out and when I first when she first said that she was like top three percent she goes that means 97 percent in the bottom two ranks of the company and I was like oh my god and that doesn't include this was the big thing that I was like screw this I'm canceling my account those numbers do not include anyone who did not consistently sell above the quota. Right. So people who did not sell more than, uh, let's go to Lime Life at this point, just because those numbers are more fresh in my mind, $300 a month. Um, if you did not sell $300 a month, <clears throat> then you didn't get paid on your team. There was, there was, I can't even remember some of the rest of the numbers, but anyways, I know that there are girls on my team who work their asses off and hardly ever got a paycheck and their numbers were not included because they were not active. It's ridiculous. It's so gross. They didn't count. According to the company, they don't matter. They don't count. They don't get factored in. (sighs) And that pissed me off to no end because these are good people. These are hardworking people who are trying to do good by their families, working their asses off. They maybe don't have that seller's gene. (laughs) Like it doesn't come naturally to them um, where it did come more naturally for me. And to know that I still made money off of their sale, but their sales didn't count enough according to the company. Right. That felt so slimy and I canceled my account the next month. Yeah. I just like, so when you actually get into those income disclosure statements and like you and I have talked about this, we could do a whole podcast just on the on income disclosure statements as we should. Yeah. Um, those, those were really big eye openers for me. Um, really taking a look at the numbers. Yeah. And if you're listening and you are in an MLM, I found out that there are people that listen that are in MLMs. Actually, usually what happens is that I found out that um, when I've had the people from like the tops of the company that are fresh out, they'll, their teams will listen. There you go. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly it. That's why I, I, every interaction with anyone talking about this that I've had, I've always said, I have so much compassion for the people that were, that are still in, like, I love, and I care about these people and whether I know you or not, but like specifically talking about my team members that are still in. And that's why it hit so hard for me because I knew that my, and I always said this, I was nothing without my team. I've said that from day one, because I was there for community. If you go back and listen to my episodes, I was there for community. And so my team was everything to me. And I always said I was nothing without them. Yeah, I couldn't have done it without them. But the fact that they didn't matter enough to the company just because they didn't sell $300 a month. Yeah. For some people being able to sell $52 is a huge deal, but they don't count in the eyes of the company. They're not doing enough. Yeah. And that struck a chord strong enough for me to fall on cancel my account. Um, that, yeah, that was a hard one. Well, Emma, uh, is there anything that you want to talk about before I ask you my final question? Because you never got to answer this uh, on your episodes. Feels pretty complete for now. 
Yeah. We're definitely, we definitely need to have another one. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always welcome. Um, in our busy lives, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So what is your anti MLM? Why? Ooh, Ooh, that's another word. That's very triggering for me. (laughs) Yeah. It does not need to make you cry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, right, exactly. is optional <laughs> that and like grit for some reason like grace and grit like trigger me I don't know why anyway um my, that sounds like a flexible thing it is <laughs> um I I just want people to know that there's people that care about them yeah and whether you're ready to get out or you're not ready to get out um just be open-minded and it's 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 hard it's hard to see things differently than what you've been told by people you trust and learning that you can't trust everyone is a really hard thing for people who have an open heart um but I encourage you to have just as much of an open mind as you do an open heart Um, because yeah, (laughs) um, there's people that really love and care about you. Like I said, whether we know, know you or not personally, um, there's support. And even if you just have questions, um, and it's always healthy to question everything. Don't ever give yourself completely to one entity, (laughs) um, without questioning it first. And if something doesn't feel right, here's the, here's the biggest thing. If something doesn't feel right, trust your gut yeah um and and look outside of the blinders that you've had on just take them off for a minute give yourself a break give yourself permission to take a break um and whether you go back or not there's no judgment I just want you to know that you are loved and supported and yeah I guess my why is just letting people know that they're not alone and if you are questioning things then there's probably a good reason for that um trust your gut um and I I kind of this popped up for me while you were saying all of that um, before we go, but like, think about like the places in just like the media where like, uh, questions are controlled. And I'm not talking about like the news I'm talking about like Harry Potter. Mm. So in Harry Potter, if Harry asked his aunt and uncle questions, like, why is this happening? Or why, what about this? Always don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. That mm-hmm. was information control they were trying to make sure he didn't know who he really was or what his life was about because they didn't want him to be amazing yep and that's what's going on here too and like think about like other stories like child called it and things like that like those like hard abuse stories where questions equals abuse and equals information control and like obviously it's not the same exact thing mm -hmm. here no uh, by any means but like it is if your upline is telling you not to ever look at anything that goes against the company because it's negative and you don't need to waste your time on negative people or you don't want to develop a negative mindset that's your sign Mm -hmm. if they're telling you don't go look at this don't go look at that don't listen to the haters. If you are so secure in your business and what you're doing, then you should be open to hearing constructive feedback. Absolutely. And if you were being told not to go listen to constructive feedback, that should be your first sign. It should probably be your 20th sign. <laughs> it's, it's all the signs, it's all the red flags. All the signs, all the red flags. Anyways, Emma, thank you so, so, so much. Uh, This was absolutely great. I love catching up with you. Um, I hope that everyone else enjoyed catching up with you. Um, And I hope that everyone has a fantastic Mother's Day weekend if you're listening when it's released. And if not, I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for having me on again. And go make your comments. Yes, go, go. Comment, comment. (laughs) including me.